0: All right, guys, we are live. We're going to go ahead. We're going to preview some NBA for your Saturday. We're going to go ahead. We'll recap a little bit of stuff here from Friday. Got myself, got Chris Dell, and we got Jay Smoove. You guys know where to follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at sleepyj underscore pregame at smooth underscore 702 and at the mad journalist. That is M A D D journalist. Guys, let's go ahead. Let's talk about uh, some NBA stuff that went on today. Maybe we'll start out with the Lakers. Why don't we go ahead and talk about them. Smooth, they fell to the seventh seed tonight. Uh, I'm not sure how many games they've lost now in a row. Well, they won the game the other day, but, I mean, they've lost, like, what, four out of five or something like that? Yeah, they haven't been that good, especially with LeBron being out. I think they're under 500. What's the deal with LeBron? Is he going to come back, or, or what's the situation with him? Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski was talking about him today. Um, he
1: said that he's expected to come back next week, but when he does come back, um, he's gonna have to play through some, some type of discomfort with that ankle. Um, he also said that he you know rushed back too early. You know, when he did come back you know recently, um, I guess because he saw how bad the team was struggling and you know, thought he, he felt good because he did a few workouts running up and down the court, but once he got out there for the game, um, it was a little bit of a different story, I and mean, you know he was immediately back out. So um, when he does come back, he probably won't be, you know, close to one hundred percent. So I uh, think the Lakers they're in a little bit of a, a little bit of trouble right now.
0: Yeah, well, sitting in the seventh seat, obviously they're gonna have to go ahead. They're gonna have to play in that playing game. Uh, we got three games tomorrow that we'll go ahead. We'll talk about. Uh, we'll preview the the Wizards and Pacers, Grizzlies and Raptors, Nets and Nuggets. Chris, before we jump into those games. Uh, let's throw it to you. How, how have we been doing? Um, how do we do yesterday? How do we do today uh, with our DFS stuff, all our article stuff, uh, all our player prop stuff? Uh, I know I gave you a couple of plays that did well. I know Smooth did as well. Uh, I didn't particularly see what anybody else kind of gave out uh, for our article stuff, but it seemed like we had uh, some positive results the last at least the last couple of days, but how, how do we do for like the week? You know, how do we do yesterday? How we do today? What's has everything been looking for the people that have uh, jumped on and, and uh, purchased our stuff.
2: Yeah. For the people that have subscribed, uh, subscribed ever since Monday, we launched our NBA premium package at uh, betting So if you don't know about it, you can check it out. Betting slash premium, or just go to the home homepage. There's links to check out more info and whatnot, but yeah, we've been giving out daily player props from the entire team. We've got DFS top plays as well. So as a subscriber, you get uh, those seven days a week, and we've been doing pretty well. We get, we were off to a slow start day one on Monday, but ever since then we've had six straight winning or uh, four straight winning days. So the entire week since Monday, and uh, today we went six and one on our best bet player props from the team, basically up about five units on the day. Uh, so a lot a lot of things went our way, and we've been kind of just continuing to improve each and every day from the team. Um, so altogether, this week, Monday through Friday, we're twenty and twelve overall, and I think plus six point eight, six point nine units on the week. So if you take away Monday, even better. But you know, we're going to take the, the winning days with the losing days, and there's definitely going to be more winning days. That's for sure. With the, with all of us putting our heads together. So uh, other than that, um, you know, I gave out two props on Twitter tonight. I really like Jimmy Butler over on his points and his points, rebounds, and assists. And the reason I gave it on Twitter for free was because he wasn't ruled as being active until really late in the evening, a little bit before tip off there. And we had actually talked about him in one of our premium articles, which is our situational spot. So we put that out twice a week uh, once at the beginning of the week, kind of looking ahead to what t- what teams are going to be playing certain scheduling spots so we either want to back or fade them on uh, in, in addition to player spots and we and we really like the spot tonight against Minnesota. Uh, Jimmy Butler had missed the last game, so he's going to be coming in with fresh legs, playing at home against his old team. Obviously, he has a little beef with Minnesota from the way they ended things. And in the last time they played each other, he, w- he went off for 30, 10, and 8. So I thought the line for his points at 22.5 and, and the points, rebounds, and assists at 36.5 were definitely beatable numbers. So that was good to hit there. And then other than that, just recapping, uh, we have our, our week, weekly free baseball betting strategy article Uh, from Dalton Brown. Uh, He hit his pick today on Diamondbacks first five innings. And then uh, the other two premium articles for the NBA package, uh, Dan Rivera puts out twice a week, his uh, trends and totals to no article. So those picks went three and two today. And then we had our weekly one I mentioned before, our situational scheduling spots. Uh, Those spots to either back or fade went four and two for the week. So A good week overall from top to bottom, from DFS to player props uh, to betting strategy picks and more. And we're just getting started. So hop on, go to bettingpredators.com, check us out. Uh, You can sign up for the rest of the regular season for just a dollar. And the playoff package basically costs less than a dollar a day. So I think you're getting a ton of value. You know, we're up six, seven, uh, you know, almost seven units on the week just on props alone. So You signed up, you've easily gotten your money back, basically times 10 for the entire week. So uh, go to bettingpredators.com, check us out, and uh, hit us up if you need anything or have any questions.
0: Speaking of uh, the weekend, Chris, tomorrow – and we've been giving out NBA DFS each and every day, but tomorrow and uh, Sunday we'll actually have MLB and NBA. So you guys will also get some MLB stuff for the weekend, which is pretty cool. And uh, as – right now, if you guys go to my Twitter – or if you go to, you know, you can go to Spotify or you can go to Apple Podcasts. Uh, myself and Mean Gene, we did our UFC podcast, and that event uh, goes off, you know, on Saturday night. So uh, there's more information for you guys there. Uh, absolutely free. Let's jump into some of these games tomorrow. Uh, we got some big games on tap, at least situation-wise, I feel. Uh, we, we, I, th- I feel like we have, like, some pretty decent advantages why don't we go ahead and talk about the Wizards and the Pacers? That's going to be an interesting game. You know, Smoove, he's been – look, he's he's been giving out a lot of Westbrook props, you know, triple-doubles, uh, points, rebounds, assists, and it's just, it's just nothing but absolute money. Me particularly, I feel like this is a do-or-die game again, uh, you know, for both teams. And it worries me for the Wizards, you know, going into this particular matchup because they just played that type of game the other day where – You know, they went up against Toronto. They they couldn't close the door, you know, and then it goes into OT, and it was like, you know, are they going to get a win here? And finally, you know, the Wizards, you know, they muscled their way through, and they're going to be road favorites here, minus three. I'm not sure how you guys feel about this one. Me, I'm just worried that it's another tough situation. Uh, We spoke, you know, in depth about Russ. So, smooth, you know, this is your boy. You know Westbrook inside and out. Um you know, we, we did a podcast the other day. We were really high on him to go over his rebounds. And that one cash, that was, uh, that was really nice. I put a, a, put a pretty nice wager on that one. But how you feeling about the Wizards tomorrow? How you feeling about Westbrook tomorrow? Is there anything we could pull out of that game that we could use? Yeah. Uh, for the spot, I think it's a, uh, a tough spot for both
1: teams. Uh, as far as like, I think both of them be playing really well. Um, but as far as, you know, Westbrook triple, double prop, um, you know, we was back on that uh, a few months, a couple months ago, when it was like, you know, worth worth betting. You know, when it was less than minus one eighty odds. But now, you know, checking the odds for this game is minus four twenty. So uh, I think we ran that one dry. But I do like the angle of his points, rebounds, and assists sitting at fifty one and a half at minus one twenty on FanDuel. Uh, when they played the Pacers on the uh, third up or the third, I believe. It was set at forty eight and a half. So the Osmakers made a little bit of adjustment, but I don't think they can make a, a big enough adjustment to back off of this one because in the two games that they played against the Patriots, he's averaging twenty-four points, twenty-two rebounds, and seventeen assists. So his points, rebounds, and assists are about sixty-four and a half. So I would still play that. Um and also I also like another prop in this one with Bradley Bill's points, set at thirty-one and a half. Over his last ten games, um, he's either scored 30 plus points or came within a bucket short of going over 30 points uh, seven times. So with this one being a a crucial game for both teams, I think the winner of this one will take sole possession of the ninth spot and will have home court advantage for that ninth, 10th matchup. Um, You know, it's going to be pretty big, you know, for, for him. And with them being, with the Wizards being on the road, um, you know, stars show up on the road and the Wizards kind of been in that playoff mode for a while now. So, We have, you know, those two guys, you know, as lethal of a backcourt as they are, uh, the pace that they play, the pace that the Pacers play. Um, The Wizards beat them by 15 the last game, the first game. The Wizards beat them by eight. So I think it'll be a a close game coming down the stretch, and I think that backcourt will show a big, you know, as they've been doing, you know, the last, you know, month and a half or so. So I'll play those two props over. uh, Westbrook's points, rebounds, assists over 51.5 and and minus 120, and Bills points over 31.5 and minus 110. You can get both of those at FanDuel.
0: Now, there's no total out right now, Smooth. The last time these teams played, they scored 295 points. And then the game before that, they scored 256 points. Now, the total in the last game actually opened up, I think I'm just taking a wild guess, Smooth. I know you would know this off the top of your head. I'm guessing it was like somewhere around 238 and then it shot all the way up to like 246 or 245 and a half. Like that moved a ton. But the game before that where they scored, you know, 256 points, that opened up at 230. So there was a 16-point adjustment from, you know, from the May game until the end of the March game. I'm not sure where you think this total comes out, but do you think it'll be right around that 245 mark again? Yeah, I think it even opened up at, like, somewhere between 250
1: and a half. Um, Yeah, that last game, it was at 245 and a half, and they, like you said, they almost scored 300 total points to combined. So, you know, with that line as well, I don't think you can make, you know, that big of an adjustment with, you know, how fast these guys play. And, you know, Westbrook and Bill, they had, you know, big games, but there are also some players on the Pacers that had big games, like Karis LeVert uh Demonte Sabonis he had a 30 and 20 game with points and rebounds. Um Rui Hachimura is also expected to be back for the Wizards and in that last game he played against him he had 27 points as the Wizards third scorer so I think you know both teams are going to get up and down you know as you can see they they have a hard time stopping each other so yeah I don't think uh Osmakers are going to be able to set you know that total as you know as high uh, as big of an adjustment that they need to make to have some under money coming in. So, you know, I think this could be another close to three hundred scoring total game again.
0: You know, Chris, I'm gonna to get to you in a second, but I do want to bring up one more important thing that Smooth said. You know, Smooth, you were went ahead, you were going ahead, you were attacking, you know, Westbrook points, rebounds, assists. You were attacking, you know, his triple double. And the triple double thing at one point, you know, when you were on it and you were giving that out, it was, you know, minus one fifty, minus one sixty, there it goes up to one eighty. But right now, what did you say it was like minus four hundred or something? Yeah, Westbrook's
1: uh triple double odds right now for tomorrow's game is at minus four twenty on FanDuel.
0: All right, and what what are his points, rebounds, and assists and what, what's that what's the juice on that? Uh his points, rebounds, and assist totals at fifty one and a
1: half or minus one twenty.
0: All right. So if we're paying minus four hundred and something for him to get a triple double, but his points, rebounds, and assists is lined at fifty one and a half at minus one twenty. I think the math kind of tells you which way you want to go. You want to avoid, you know, that triple-double. You want to go ahead you want to play the points, rebounds, and assists because uh, it's assuming, you know, that in order for him not to get the triple-double, the line he would need to have would be 21 rebounds, 21 assists, and only nine points. With the game that's probably going to be lined close to, near, you know, at least 245, uh, I, I just can't foresee Westbrook not getting, you know, 10 points in that game. But why, are we, why do we want to lay minus 400 when we could lay minus 120? Um, as you had mentioned, you know, the stats that he's had against Indiana, uh, 10 rebounds and 10 assists doesn't seem like, um, you know, that's going to be anywhere near enough. Uh, he's, you know, putting up 20, 24, whatever he was getting. So clearly, guys, if, if, if you're looking at that market um, tomorrow, avoid the triple-double at all costs. You don't want to lay that type of, uh, you know, that type of juice. Just play the points, rebounds, and assists. Chris, you were going ahead. You were looking at some stuff here. I'm not sure if you even have a like or a lean in this game. I don't. Um, I don't know how you feel necessarily about Westbrook, you know, going into this game. But you got any feelings for uh, for that Wizards game tomorrow?
2: I mean, I just think that the Wizards are a far superior team here. I know the records are very close, and if if they win, like Smooth said, they're going to jump them for the nine spot. And I think the motivation for that should play a big factor here. I think the, the part for Indiana is they might be a little fat and happy because because they had the upset win over Atlanta and their old coach and Nate McMillan the other night. And a lot of people were expecting Atlanta to come in and blow them out in that game. So I don't know what the Pacers really can do at this point. I mean, Lavert is a streaky player. He just had a pretty big game the other night. So will he be able to do that in back-to-back games here against a, a pretty good or at least improved Wizards defense? So, uh, I, I know it's the, the the side is a little inflated with the Wizards minus two and a half minus three I mean obviously I'm gonna I'm gonna lean strongly towards Washington to win the game outright and I think they could win with margin as well obviously you worry about them having that overtime win against Toronto the other night and they're gonna be coming in maybe they're a little tired but at least they had a full day off since then to kind of gather things back and I think Rui Hachimura He's an underrated player, kind of their third scorer in that offense there. I like him as a player a lot. And it leads me to to Russell Westbrook's assist. And to me, the prop that I like the most is Russell Westbrook's rebounds plus assists at 27 and a half. And you look at the last two times these teams have played. Well, he had 45 rebounds and assists the last game. And in the first time they played, I believe he had, what was it, uh, 21 assists and 14 rebounds. So 35 the first time. 45 the last time, and we just need 27 and a half to beat that. Uh, with the third leading scorer back in the lineup, more assist opportunities, and the fact that the, the first time they played, the Pacers had Miles Turner, and they were already weak inside the paint defending the interior already. Now with no Turner, I see extra rebounding opportunities for Russ. With Rui back, I see extra assist opportunities. for. So, so to me, I want to attack the rebounds and assists. 27 and a half. And I don't worry about him maybe having a low scoring night because he doesn't need to put the ball in the basket too much. You add the high pace factor to this game and the high total. That's my favorite bet so far for this game.
0: All right. That's solid. Um, I don't I I, I don't disagree with you. I like the Russ, you know, the Russ rebounds. Uh, We just played him the other day to go over rebounds. And when he he goes up against poor rebounding teams, uh, he seems to eat them alive. I think I think Indiana right now, their rebound, I think they're like 25th in the league. So, you know, as you had mentioned with, you know, with Turner being out, um, that team was just kind of, you know, they kind of faltered in the rebounding area. When we jump over to another interesting game here, we got Memphis, we got Toronto, just spoke about Toronto. I don't know what you guys think, but I feel like that that was probably the nail in the coffin. Russ and Beale kind of hammered that one home. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like this is a dream crusher scenario for them. And right now, Chris, I think you had mentioned the Raptors are going to have some guys out tomorrow, important players. Is Lowry going to be out again?
2: Yeah, Van Vliet, Van Vliet and Lowry have both already been ru- ruled out for Saturday's game against Memphis.
0: Well, that's even that's interesting because th- some really poor stuff that Toronto has done throughout this entire season, um, it's assisting the basketball in their three-point shooting, and those two guys are probably the, the two best players that, you know, can assist the basketball and shoot the three ball. So I can only imagine, like, those two areas tomorrow are going to be absolutely miserable for Toronto. I feel like they like they have to have that dream crusher mentality. I wouldn't be shocked if players actually sit, maybe even a Siakam sits, and they just say, you know what, there's no way that we – literally what would have to happen is they would have to win every game. The Wizards would have to lose every game, and the Pacers would have to, like, lose every game in order for them to somehow get in. And I'm guessing that if they lose this game tomorrow, they're going to be – they'll be eliminated. But, look, I like Memphis right now in this game. I think minus four and a half, you can get that on DraftKings, minus five right now on FanDuel. I wouldn't be shocked if this goes up to seven. Right now is the time for – you know, if you guys are watching this right now, it's, you know, it's 1.30 in the morning on the East Coast. Bet this now because it's only going to get worse for Toronto. If they're already saying that uh, Van Fleet's not going to play, Lowry's not going to play. If Siakam goes out, more than likely it's going to move two more points. And if any other, you know, key player goes out for Toronto, uh, this line's going to move. And then the narrative's going to come in here, you know, tomorrow once the media outlets start getting and all the wise guys wake up in the morning and they all start doing their podcasts and stuff like that. It's going to be, you know, the dream crusher, handicap, and we're giving it to you now, that line can only go up. It's not going to go down. Uh Things could only get worse here for Toronto. So I like the motivation here for Memphis to go in and continue to win, and I, I, I simply don't want anything to do with the Raptors. If this is another game where you have to take a team who hasn't played well all season, and they're not even playing well now, and you're going to put them up against the ropes again, that really worries me. So I feel really, really strong about Memphis – uh, I'll go ahead. I'll give that out right here, right now. Uh, Memphis minus the four and a half. Smooth. What do you think about Memphis tomorrow? And, uh, you know, just the Raptors overall. Like, what do you, how do you feel maybe about their psyche going in this one tomorrow?
1: Yeah, I'll lean with you with Memphis. Uh, it's them or pass. Obviously, you can't back the Raptors at this point. Um, you know, they're pretty much resting their backcourt, like you said, with Van Fleet and Larry. Um, and they pretty much got a lot of, you know, a lot of G League guys. or. are Third string guys is going to be rolling out there. You know those two games that they lost in a row uh, with the to the Wizards and the Clippers before that. You know pretty much crushed their dreams. Only thing that scares me with Memphis is you know this is a, like a big, big, a big road favorite for a young team, but you know they have all the uh, urgency to to get this win as they're trying to you know lock up an eighth seed and again and give themselves two chances to win one game to to get in the playoffs rather than playing in that 9-10 matchup to where you have to win two, or if you lose one, you're out. So, y'all yeah, have to look to Memphis as well. You know, I like Ja uh, taking advantage of, you know, a, a backcourt of, of the Raptors that's missing Van Fleet and Lowry. You know, he's been playing really good and being really aggressive lately, so I think that'll continue. Um, he'll come out and set the tone, and, you know, the rest of those guys will follow behind him.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is going to be a pretty big game here for Memphis. The fact that if they, you know, if they get a win here um, – more than likely, I'm not sure if there'll be a lock to get in the playoffs, but they're going to play the Pelicans at home on Monday. And if they win that game, then they're in the playoffs. So I think that there's a motivational advantage, certainly on Monday if they don't get locked in. But I think we look at backing them. You know, we, we really look at backing them right here and then potentially on Monday again. Now they'll be in a back-to-back on Tuesday, uh, they'll have to play Dallas, but if they could just go ahead and get themselves in, you know, with a win here against Toronto, or let's just say they lose, and then it comes down to the Pelicans. Um, I, I just feel like there's a lot of motivational stuff here coming in here with with the Grizzlies to go ahead and win, and and they're in, and and that's huge. Um, a team's gonna go out there and they're gonna they're gonna play uh, pretty big. Chris, you got any thoughts on the Grizzlies, Toronto? We spoke about them for a little bit before we jumped on here. Any thoughts at all? Any players that maybe you're looking at for tomorrow?
2: Um, I, I mean, I just like – I like the spot for Memphis as well, and I think minus five is a decent number there. I, I see that as what – I think it's on on DraftKings – or FanDuel it's minus five and maybe four and a half on DraftKings. But the thing that I look at is the motivation aspect for Memphis, and they just had an embarrassing loss to Detroit on the road this past week, and, and they didn't even keep that game close. They were just blown out by a, what's supposed to be a tanking Detroit Pistons team. But if you look at tankathon.com, you can see the remaining strength of schedule – and uh, Memphis is only a half game back behind Golden State for the eighth spot. And we all know that getting the eighth seed versus the ninth seed means that you only have to win one game to actually get into the playoffs there. So I think that that's going to be a big deal for Memphis is saying, hey, look, like Golden State right now, they play the Thunder uh, basically today, right, on Saturday. And they're probably going to win that game, most likely. And that's going to mean that Gold- that Memphis is going to need to win this game Uh, in order to stay a half game behind. But then you look at the rest of the season schedule, Golden State has to play Utah, Phoenix, and Memphis head-to-head. So Golden State actually has the eighth toughest remaining schedule with five games left for the regular season, whereas Memphis is in the bottom ten in terms of easiest schedules. They have to play Dallas and Golden State, and then they play Toronto obviously tomorrow, they play New Orleans, and they play Sacramento twice. So Memphis has definitely a, a route uh, a path uh, to get that a seat over Golden State, so I think the bounce back spot for them, the motivation is there to to not just maintain the ninth seat, but actually be able to climb up into the A seat. So I think for those reasons, there I definitely would back Memphis as well, Sleepy, uh, and, and just overall, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough for me in terms of John Moran. I mean, we gave out his assists on a prop earlier this week. The books are kind of sleeping on that at the wheel. Let's see what the numbers are tomorrow for that. Uh, But maybe that's an area that we look in terms of player props, DFS is John Morant putting up a lot of assists and basically taking the team on his shoulders after that loss there to Detroit.
0: Yeah, and another thing that meant with the Grizzlies there is that after this Toronto game, they play four straight home games. And you you mentioned the Kings. They'll be back-to-back, and that's at home. I just don't see – you know, I don't see any way how the Grizzlies don't end up, you know, at least in the play-in here. And if they could just go ahead and knock out Toronto – uh, they give themselves a really good chance. I think that that line can only go up. So I'll go ahead. I'll jump on that one. Uh, let's go ahead and preview. Why don't we talk about the Nets? I mean, here's a team that's just been in the news the last couple days. Uh, right now, they just they can't seem to win. I think they've lost, what, like four in a row right now. They'll be on the road here. Not an easy test. They're going to play Denver. Denver, they're going to end up getting plus three here at home. So Nets, again, they're going to be a road favorite at some point. You know, I guess the – I guess the Nets are, are expected to win here on the road. Me personally, I'll back the Nets here. I don't think KD and Kyrie are going to let this slide go into Monday where, look, uh, the NFL draft's over. There's really not anything going on. It seems like we're going to end up having to deal with freaking Aaron Rodgers' talk for the next freaking three, four months, which is just going to be the the death of me uh, because of what I do for a living. You know, I do a lot of radio, a lot of stuff for uh, pregame.com Fox sports radio. So uh, it's going to be, it's going to be the death of me. And I don't think Brooklyn wants to go in and and be the top story on Monday because everybody's tired of talking about Rogers uh, about how they lost five games in a row and how, you know, well, where's Harden at, who's more important to the team. Is it Harden? Is it Durant? Uh, you know, what's Kyrie doing? He scores 40 and they can't win. Da-da-da-da-da. I feel like big Pop is coming tomorrow. He's going to Denver and that's KD. He's going to take care of business. Uh, I feel really comfortable about going ahead and laying the, the lousy three points here with Brooklyn. They're the much better team. Um, I know people are a little concerned about them. I know they don't generally play any defense. But my gut feeling says when Harden comes back, they're going to look like a completely different team. Not only offensively, but I think they're going to look a lot different defensively. And I think they're going to go ahead and they're going to ease a lot of people's minds when the playoffs come. Um I don't know if I talked about this with Smooth, but I brought this up before. I don't think Brooklyn wants to go ahead and give anybody anything to look at on video with this big three on the floor. Um, they played for a little bit, got a couple wins, whatever, and now it just seems like a lot of guys are resting. I'm thoroughly convinced that that Harden's okay. Harden could play tomorrow if he wanted to. I think KD's fine. Kyrie's fine. Those guys are fine. They just don't want to show anybody anything. Um, that's just personally how I feel. That, so that's my own personal opinion. But I think Brooklyn shows up tomorrow. I think they take care of business, and uh, you know they just start, you know, getting ready, getting ready for the playoffs. That's how I feel about them. Chris, how you feeling about Brooklyn tomorrow? Nets or uh, the Nuggets and the and the Nets tomorrow?
2: These are two teams I just can't figure. I don't know what to make of Denver right now. with no Jamal Murray. They go on these big runs and they have these impressive wins. Then all of a sudden, they lose outright to the Lakers. And then I, I thought I bet them to cover tonight uh, just a little pizza bet against the Jazz. I thought plus five was a lot in terms of two teams without their star players. And I thought that Denver matched up well against Utah, and Utah winds up winning the game by seven points. So uh, the Nets, you know, like you said, I mean, without Harden, they're just not the same. And when I watch Kevin Durant, he doesn't, he doesn't look like he's willing to be aggressive enough in terms of taking it to the basket, getting in the paint, and using his size. Is it the fact that he's recently come back from his injury or that he's been so injury-prone the last couple seasons? Maybe that does play a factor where he's going to be more reliant on his jump shot more than ever before, even though he's a very good shooter. But uh, those are some of the things that kind of worry me there. And at the end of the day, I think the Nuggets at this point – maybe have a little more to play for seeding wise, although the the Nets have more to play for, maybe pride-wise at this point. So these are two teams I'm going to stay away from in terms of the side there, but I'm with you on Kyrie Irving, definitely the potential to continue to pick up the scoring load and the assist load as well for this team, because now you have no James Harden being the facilitator and Kyrie Irving's, you know, basically having to do a lot on his shoulders of facilitating and scoring. So I'm sure we're going to look at some DFS plays and props when it comes to the Brooklyn Nets, but, other than that, I'm, this is a side. This is a side type of uh, game against the spread that I'm just not going to touch.
0: Oh, I'm going to go at it. I'm certainly going to play Kevin Durant tomorrow. He can get him on FanDuel right now over 28 and a half points. I think KD definitely goes over 30 tomorrow. You know the fact that Kyrie went for 40 and they ended up losing. I think it's going to be KD's turn. And I noticed that. You know that's like one of those. It's one of those weird type of things like where Kyrie will go out, he'll have a monster game, and then they'll switch it up. And then it'll be KD's turn, and KD will go off, and it's like, okay, cool. You know that they'll they'll get their chances to go ahead and go out and score their big points. But tomorrow, I, I really feel like um, like KD's gonna have a monster game. So not only will I go ahead and back Brooklyn, I'll also go ahead and I'll back KD over the 28 and a half points. Uh, I feel pretty comfortable with that. What about you, Smooth? How are you feeling about the Nets and Nuggets game for tomorrow? Um, for me, this would be more so a play
1: against Denver more so than a play on Brooklyn. Uh, for Denver, it's going to be their uh, fourth different game in, in four different cities. Second end of a back to back, playing their third game in four days. So uh, I would look to back uh, Brooklyn uh, just for that simple fact. Um, like you said, they have they're on a little bit of a losing streak, so they, you know they want to you know right that ship and you know try and get a win here. Um, but I just don't like, uh, like Chris said, I just don't like how either team is looking, but just because of the scheduling spot that Denver's up against, um, I would lean towards Brooklyn with you. And, you know, that prop for KD. Um, I also look, like that as well. Cause in that last game against the Mavericks, uh, he didn't play particularly well. He only scored 20 points. And the Mavericks are not a really good defensive team. And with KD being such an elite scorer, I think, you know, he's going to come out and set the tone and be aggressive from the start. And, shoot, this might be a prop that he might be close to 30 points by halftime. So I would look, you know, I would look towards uh, Brooklyn, you know, because Denver is up uh, up against a bad scheduling spot right now.
0: All right. Well, I feel really comfortable with the fact that you like KD here. And, you know, one of the things about KD is, like, he does not like to be criticized at all. And I didn't even consider the fact that he, you know, that he had a poor game. So that, that even makes me feel, you know, a whole hell of a lot more confident. I'm not sure if you guys want to talk about any other NBA games tomorrow. We got nah, we got the Wizards. They're laying a boatload here. Or actually, we got the Warriors. They're laying a boatload here. They're going to lay like 14 and a half uh, to OKC. That doesn't really intrigue me. And then you got the Blazers tomorrow. I don't even want to talk about them. I, I don't think that team worries me. Um, sometimes you think they're going to win at home, and they don't. Sometimes you think they're going to cover, and they don't. Uh, it doesn't look like they covered tonight, played the Lakers, and uh, didn't cover this one either. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll skip that. Not sure if we have anything else um, to go ahead and talk about. Chris, you got anything else you want to wrap up, anything?
2: Yeah, well, I just wanted to bring up, obviously we're getting so close to the playoffs here. I think almost every single team has about, what, five games left, if not six games left. I think Atlanta has, is probably the only team with four games left, so we're right in that window there. And there's going to be a lot of playoff talk ramping up here soon. And one of the things that is going to be talked a lot is how to bet the playoffs when it comes to, you know, um, playoff series, whether it comes to the futures bets. And that's something that smooth has been specializing in with our NBA premium package at bettingpredators.com. And Smooth put out a couple futures articles earlier this month. And his most recent one is actually talking about how to bet the zigzag theory. And you're going to hear that. You're going to hear that phrase a lot over the next coming weeks before the playoffs officially kick off there. And I just kind of wanted to throw it to Smooth because I think a lot of people have these kind of mainstream theories on, like, here's how you bet the zigzag theory and this is how it works. But when you actually kind of uncover and dig into some of the numbers, you realize that there's probably a couple certain ways to bet bet it that way uh, that a lot of people aren't going to be talking about. So I just kind of wanted to – just both your guys' opinions on that being – you know, better in NBA handicappers and, and smooth. You could talk about your article and kind of what you uncovered that you wanted to share there too.
1: Yeah. So with the, uh, the article just talks about, like you mentioned, the zigzag theory, it goes into depth um, with uh, you know, different angles. Um, It's a pretty popular uh, well-known angle to bet the playoffs with, but you know, you just can't, I don't think you just bet it blindly, you know, every game, you know, whoever loses, you know, the previous game bet, just bet on blind the second game. I think it only works uh, the best, you know, the first few games up until game three of the up into a series, you know, with the top seeds, either a number one seed, two seed, or three seed. um, They have the best chances of uh, of cashing in on that zigzag theory. So, for instance, um, like game one, a team that loses, game one going into game two, they have a 56% chance of covering the spread going back to uh, 2004, um, if they were a home favorite. So that's just some, a piece of what the article kind of, you know, entails, but reason why this, uh, theory is so popular is because the team that loses, they also have the most motivation to come back and win the next game because the team that goes down Oh two in the series has less than a 20% chance of winning. So they give everything that they have, you know, in that next game, you might see some lineup adjustments, Uh, Some stars that, you know, didn't leave it, you know, didn't play as well, um, come back in a little bit more focus and have a monster game. So uh, that's just something that's very popular, you know, uh, when it comes to the playoffs, looking at, you know, trying to be profitable in the playoffs because it's the lines are a lot sharper. Um, Not a lot of guys are out, you know, with rest and, you know, not playing as hard like you see now coming down to towards the end of the regular season. You know, they leave it all on the line know, in the playoffs and, you know, really, uh, you know, try and go out and get a win. So that's, you know, the best spot to uh, attack, you know, attack the zigzag there, especially if a team has that up against them and they're coming off a loss. So and that's just something that you guys can look forward to, you know, pretty soon.
2: Yeah. So and, and then the one, the one thing I wanted to do to kind of piggyback on that is like, talk about some of the teams where their seasons are over. And we mentioned a couple of the tanking teams on this live stream show here, but the Minnesota Timberwolves, they had been playing really well. I think they were, you know, winners of a couple in a row. They pulled off a couple upset wins last week, and they were looking pretty good, 6-4 and four in their last 10. You know, Edwards looks great. I'm a big fan of his game. I think he's, he's going to be one of the biggest superstars in the league over the next couple years. But when you look at Tankathon, and we were looking at some of this stuff for our situational spots, our weekend article, and you look at Minnesota, you know, if they don't secure that bottom three pick, their pick's going to go to Golden State. So I think them playing well at this point with about five games left in the season, I think they got to cut it out. And they, they lost to, to the Miami heat tonight. And I wouldn't be surprised if this is the last game we see them truly compete and try to win because Cleveland and Oklahoma city are knocking on the door as well as Orlando. So that's three teams that are just one game worse than Minnesota right now uh, that all want to kind of go in and get one of those, uh, you know, bottom three seeds in terms of tanking to get a, your uh, best uh, best chance at a pick there. So I would just look at Minnesota to possibly fade them here coming up. We're going to do more specific stuff on, on Sunday, looking ahead towards next week. And we're going to do more situational spots for player props, situational spots for scheduling and for motivation over these next, over these last few weeks of the season. So those are articles you can already get on our website. Now we, we we've been pretty spot on in, in a lot of the spots that we've highlighted, but stay tuned for that. I think that's one of the more valuable things we're putting out on a weekly basis. You can obviously get our player props and our DFS plays daily, but every week Smooth's doing a really deep dive analysis, betting strategy type of piece. Mackenzie is as well. So is Dan Rivera, stats and information guy, and and a bunch of the guys on our team too. So you're getting the entire package, not just picks, not just props, not just DFS plays, but I I think some really insightful stuff when the team, all of us put our heads together and we can kind of
0: Looks like we lost Chris, but um, – Not just those,
2: those things,
0: uh, Yeah, we lost you for a second there, Chris. You want to go ahead and wrap up, Chris? We were losing you there for a second.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I'm no, sorry. I, I was getting long-winded with it anyways. I was just saying, like, those are some of the things I'm most excited about. If you go to Betting Predator's website, you can see our daily content schedule and not just the daily props and daily DFS plays, but the actual deep dives, analysis, betting strategy articles that Smooth Dan, McKenzie – are all putting out. I think some of those are some of the most valuable things you can get when you become an NBA premium member on the Betting Predators website.
0: I agree with you 100%. I think that a lot of the work that the people are doing is um, it's, you know, not only do we get the you know, we all get to read it, the guys on Betting Predators, but it all goes hand in hand with what we're doing each and every day out of the week. So, you know, when we get articles that are coming out on Monday – there's a lot of stuff that you can read that is going to go hand in hand with our DFS stuff, with our player prop stuff. And then it also, you know, with a lot of that look ahead stuff and situational spot stuff, it like it feeds into, you know, in the Tuesday and then it feeds into Wednesday. And obviously you guys saw, you know, if you, if, you, if you were, you know, if you guys jumped on for the 99 cents and, you know, paid for the regular season, you see that the week has gotten stronger and stronger and stronger from Monday all the way till Friday. And it, 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 me personally, I don't know how you feel, Chris, or you feel smooth, but I felt super comfortable the last two days because of all the work that was being done, you know, last weekend, you know, for Monday. And then Monday, once we really started to get everything going, all our articles started to pop up. I was like, dude, I'm like, I felt good. Like everything I gave out, like, I mean, you guys saw the bet that I made on Westbrook or at least I I think Chris did. Um, like I felt super confident about that. I got to sit and talk to smooth. And it was like, dude, I'm like, we're hammering this like this, this is going to be a good bet. So um, all the work is, is being done each and every day. And it's, it's uh, you know, it's fun and, and, and the results are there. So if you guys are, uh, if you guys, you know, if you guys got 99 cents to go ahead and spend, and you guys want to make a little bit of money, make sure you guys go betting predators, check it out, get the the rest of the regular season for just 99 cents. And then you guys get the playoff stuff, go check it out. If you don't want to deal with uh, the playoffs and and us, then uh, it won't cost you nothing but a buck. So, um hopefully you guys got some decent plays for uh, for Saturday. Uh, going to go ahead and look at the Nets, look at the the Grizzlies. And, uh, Chris, you like the Wizards. I, uh, I like
2: but, the Wizards. I'm going to lean lean towards the Wizards, but I really like the Westbrook uh, rebounds and assists, 27 and a half. I'm, I'm almost positive that's going to move up at least one or two before tip-off there.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I think that KD is going to get closer to 32. I'm going to go ahead and play that player prop um, as well. But uh, if you guys watch this, if you watch this stream, whether it be live, thank you. If you guys watch this uh, in your spare time, you know, throughout the day, thanks again. But uh, you guys know where to find us. Find us on Twitter. Find us at pregame.com. Big thanks to Chris Dell. Big thanks to Jace Move, And a big thanks to myself. I'll give myself a pat on the back for a job well done today. And uh, we'll hit you guys up and we'll see you guys tomorrow.